Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Erin Summers, joined by John DeShazer. We are continuing to wrap up the Saints season, look forward to what's coming up in the offseason. Of course, things definitely took a different turn last week with the news of head coach John Payton stepping down. We're going to bring in Larry Holder of The Athletic to talk about some of the coaching search and just general news around the NFL. Larry, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I appreciate it. It's always fun to jump on uh, the podcast. And of course, with a, uh, I guess, John, how long did we work together at the Times Picayune for like three weeks before you joined uh, the Pelicans and the Saints? Uh, I think we crossed over for like a minute. <laughs> yeah. It, I, it, you know what? It probably was. I mean, yeah, it was kind of coming and going at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it was odd. It's odd now. Now that I think about it, man, it, it's really odd. Yeah, we literally were coming and going at the same time. Right. And then you and me, we uh, I started jumping on the Saints in 2006. So we've been we've been buddies and, uh, and and covering this team, at least me covering it with you for that long. So I feel like uh, we're veterans at, at this game, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. Yeah. That's that. I Veteran is just a, a cool way of saying old. That's all. <laughs> Pretty much. Yes. I've got a lot more gray hair than I did when I was 26 covering the team. <laughs> Oh, Larry, you mentioned it. You started covering the Saints in 2006. So all of you known is Sean Payton as the head coach. How was the news for you? And kind of what was your takeaway of Sean now not being with the team? Look, I took his thoughts seriously in terms of he was pondering whether he was going to come and go. But my gut, I thought he was going to re-energize the battery for a couple weeks and come back. So I was taken aback that he stepped away. Uh, but I don't blame him. That's the thing. I, when you're at a job for 15 seasons, 16 years, uh, it's a grind on any person in any industry in any job. So I totally understand his thinking. And uh, obviously the best Saints coach we've ever seen. It's going to be hard to top that. Uh, and it's, it's something, though, that the Saints, I do feel like they're in a good place. It's not like they are some, one of these teams where you are totally looking to rebuild and it's not like you uh, you have a staff that you want to get rid of and it's not like you have players you want to get rid of so it's definitely a unique scenario in NFL coaching circles uh, but yeah it is going to be weird uh, look Sean Payton and I uh, we've gone back and forth questions answers for a long 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 time and it's going to be bizarre outside of 2012 where uh, Aaron Cromer and Joe Vitt had to take my questions on a daily basis. Uh, Sean Payton has been there. And so this is going to be certainly strange, uh, just not just me personally in terms of the job, but obviously the team and, and everything around it. But still, uh, if this thing goes in a direction I think it's going to go into, uh, I don't think there's going to be much change of a culture, which I think would be a good thing. Do you want to tell us what direction you think this is going to go into? <laughs> Look, I'd be shocked if it wasn't Dennis Allen. Uh, there's a, a reason why I think Sean Payton mentioned him specifically in his going away press conference. And at, I looked over at uh, Gail Benson. She chuckles when he says that. Dennis kind of hides behind his seat, kind of like, yeah, maybe it might be me. Uh, it, it, to me, it would seem like he's the obvious choice. Uh, but you certainly don't want to discount anyone else that they're interviewing. Uh, everyone that they've interviewed and will interview are viable candidates. That's the thing. And, and that's what comes when you actually have a viable job. You're not kind of gambling on people. I think a lot of the people that they're 
they've interviewed and will interviewed a are qualified candidates B that some of these people that saints know really well. Uh, but I do feel like that Dennis has done such a great job bringing back the defense. Uh, and I'm, I'm throwing out the Raiders. I'm throwing that, that head coaching experience out when you're in that, when he's that young and he is someone who there's only 32 of those jobs. Uh, you have to take it. I mean, that's to me, you have to take that job. And uh, it's not like the Raiders have been the pillar of success before him, after him, uh, ever since uh, I'll go back to when's the last time they went to the Super Bowl, like 2002, 2003, when Rich Gannon and John Gruden were there. So it's been a minute since they've had a, a good run. So I think Dennis, to me, is more than qualified for the job, and he knows the ins and outs of the organization. Uh, Mickey Loomis spoke to the media yesterday at the Senior Bowl and mentioned that they had interviewed three people, Aaron Glenn, Brian Flores, and Doug Peterson, probably three more that they were going to interview, Dennis Allen, Darren Rizzi, um, maybe somebody else. When do you think this process is going to be wrapped up? I would think by next week at some point, uh, you know, it's, it's something that you do your initial interviews and it's not like they want to drag their feet too long on this uh, because they were kind of behind by a couple of weeks, but still uh, I think that you could have second interviews either starting this weekend or, and then maybe have a head coach by the beginning of next week. I think that's viable. And, uh, you know, I think it is also a good sign. Yes. All the assistant coaches are under contract, but, you know, they're still doing their thing at, at the senior bowl and people are working business as usual. So, uh, and we're getting, once you get past that, then you got to zero in on combine and that sort of thing. And so I think that you need to have a plan because there are definitely questions beyond who the head coach is. So you mm-hmm. want to get that in place uh, sooner than later. Hey, Larry, you mentioned tossing out that those, those Raiders years for DA and I'm, I'm kind of with you. They were in salary cap Hades and they did not have a good roster and, you know, the management just was not very good at that time. But, but you know, D.A., uh, what kind of a person is he in terms of leading the room? Because that's a lot of what the head coach is. He's kind of the CEO, the face of the organization. And he's the guy who's got to stand up in front of everybody and command everybody's respect and attention. I do think, though, that the, in the Raiders sense, the fact that he has done that before will help him in that sense. But uh, I think his temperament is a little different than Sean Payton's. Uh, you know, I don't think he's uh, as brash and maybe it may be some scenarios. Maybe he's a little bit more measured, but I do think that he has that fire. And all I have to do is look at the results of the defense. Remember when he came in, he was basically just the overseer over Rob Ryan's shoulder in a weird <laughs> scenario. And then Rob Ryan gets fired after an awful game in Washington, which you knew that was going to happen. I mean, he brought him in as basically the defensive coordinator waiting. And then it was totally his in 16. And then you saw it build 17, 18, 19. You see the command he respects for that side of the football. And I think you see the progression and you see veteran players, young players, all these people respond. And that's kind of a wavelength where I think Dennis might take after Sean Payton he can relate to these players, whether they're young and old, and he can adapt. And I think that is something that his side of the football sees, even though he's not with the offense all the time, they can certainly see the difference, especially this year where the defense had to carry the offense. And the organization certainly sees that. So I think you add all of that up, 
And to me, it adds up like a perfect scenario for the Saints. And I almost feel like Dennis Allen's kind of been the coach in waiting uh, just because you've seen him grow and you know the trust value that Sean Payton has in Dennis Allen. I mean, he was on his original staff in 06, rose through the ranks, uh, then got a defensive coordinator job, and then one year later was highly thought up enough to be a head coach. And so I, I think that there's trust in the locker room in the organization with the brass. So to me, it all points to that direction. Yeah, DA or whoever it is better probably, um, you know, polish up on the, on better add some Jordans to their, to their wardrobe, probably better learn how to battle rap a little bit. Now but, he might, yeah, he might need some advice from the locker room on that. He, he might, you know, he does need to kind of get his cool factor up. I mean, he's like me, we're, we're not cool. I, I don't think so. I think he needs to elevate his cool game. From a coaching standpoint, how you know, I think Mickey Loomis pretty much mentioned it yesterday. They want to get the coach in and also allow that person to kind of pick his quarterback. How critical is that? Because that was, I think, the first thing Peyton did was went out and they signed Breeze. How important is that to get your quarterback and know who your guy is? Vital. Uh, I think that's it's the most to me, the most important position in a team sport is your quarterback. And there is uncertainty there. And uh, like I wrote a, an article about it earlier this week uh, in The Athletic, talking to some experts, uh, Lewis Riddick from ESPN, Greg Cosell from NFL Films and ESPN, and then Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl. And their opinions vary on the quarterbacks. And I'm doing kind of a metrics piece right now that's going to be up in The Athletic. And a lot of the pieces to the puzzle uh, – there are certainly pluses and there are definitely minuses to everyone who you would be pondering uh, outside of maybe Aaron Rodgers, And that would be someone who I think obviously you'd have to trade for and that he would fit anywhere, but everyone else, I think there are question marks and uh, the in-house candidate to me, Jameis Winston uh, to he's got to be near the top of the list when you look at everyone and, and the scenarios, but I think you would certainly have to figure that out. Just And here's the thing to me, if a new coach were to come in, then who knows what direction they're going to take. Maybe the organization does, uh, but they don't know the whole plan. If, say, Dennis Allen becomes a head coach and Pete Carmichael stays as offensive coordinator, you've got a really good grasp on what works and what, what you can go into. But uh, I, quarterback is – problem number one two three four five for me uh, because they've got to figure that out whether uh it's free agency trading or the draft you've got a good grasp of this larry because when you came and and they had the coaching search uh, this was not the saints was not a good job it was it was probably at that time if it wasn't the worst job in the league it had to be pretty close to it um what about the sea change from being the possibly worst opening to perhaps the best opening in this cycle. I would have said, even with the jobs that were filled already, if this would have came open first, it would have been the best job. Uh, I think there's stability within the organization. I think that now people have to understand outside that the salary cap is movable for the saints. They know how to work this thing. Uh, They have a good roster. Uh, So I I would put it up there. And John, it's, it is remarkable where we were then, not just Hurricane Katrina-wise, just in, as in an organization. It just didn't have a history of winning at that point. It had, they'd only won one playoff game. 
they're more known for bags on the head and diddly poo than opposed to winning a Super Bowl and being a perennial playoff team and winning divisions almost every year at this point. So it is, it just goes to show you where a coach like Sean Payton working with Mickey Loomis and then having a good scouting department, uh, just how far this has gone. And I think you're right that they're the reason why this is actually a desirable job where uh, you're thinking, okay, uh, we've got to find a, a coach and, and try to make this work. And uh, it's funny just going back through the names of who interviewed uh, for that job. And yeah. none of them ever became head coaches. The people who <laughs> actually interviewed again, outside of, uh, you know, Mike Sherman, didn't he go to, did he go to Texas A&M? I think that's, yeah. he might be yeah, the only person yeah. of those people they interviewed that actually ever became an NFL head coach. So it, it just kind of goes to show you, they were kind of grasping at straws and they pulled the right one with Sean Payton. Larry, you've been covering some national football across the league, not just the Saints for the athletic. I've seen some of your quarterback writings and obviously have a good grasp on that position and the situation across the NFL right now going into the Super Bowl. Did you ever see it ending up with these two teams? No, maybe <laughs> the Rams a little bit, but still it's hard to trust Matthew Stafford, given his career, uh, and yet it seems like he's been put in the right place. And uh, look, for him to almost blow the lead and then storm back against Tampa, to me, I guess kind of showed some some guts there uh, to put some mistakes behind him. And of course, they they grind out a win against the 49ers. And uh, look, yeah, my, my job at The Athletic, since I've been there since 2018, I've kind of done a lot of Southeast Louisiana stuff. So I've done, I've covered Joe Burrow his entire ride uh, at LSU. And he started off from eh, 2018. And then of course, uh, uh, like wildfire in 2019. And to see him kind of elevate uh, is, is pretty huge. And honestly, he jumps into the New Orleans Saints offense system in 2019 and he excels so the Saints probably they should take some credit for that I I feel like uh, in the way that he was able to navigate that offense with some great pieces but I think it just goes to show you how good Joe Burrow really is I mean to me he's uh, second year Uh, he is everything that has been advertised and it's not like they have a great offensive line and he's kind of being Houdini back there a lot of times uh, and making things happen but he's got some great skill position players some former Saints players certainly on that roster uh, we'll name two since uh, a third one probably is persona and grata right now, but uh, yeah. Trey Hendrickson and Von Bell. Uh, I think obviously Sean Payton and uh, he mentioned that in his going away press conference, but I'm sure the saints organization is kind of cheering for, for those guys. Uh, but still, when you look at it, uh, I don't think anyone was anticipating a Matthew Stafford V Joe Burrow Super Bowl. not even, but when the playoffs started uh, much less at the beginning of the season. At the beginning of the season, the Bengals had the same odds to make the Super Bowl as the Jaguars, and those two teams went in very different directions. So it is pretty unreal that they're in the position that they are, but it's a lot of fun. You mentioned the fact that you've covered Joe Burrow for a long time. Anything about him, maybe as a person rather than just a player that stands out? I think he's someone who just relates to everyone. And it's funny, you could even see it in the locker room videos where he's having fun. Look, quarterback is the CEO of... Uh, the the team as far as in the locker room and a lot of times you are off on your own studying and doing your own thing you know but to be able to go and relate to other people I think he can he's a person who could sit down with any position group and 
talk to anyone all the time. I think that is a big deal. And I think that's why so many people play hard for him. Defense plays hard. Offensive line plays hard. They know that he's going to bring it and he's going to put himself on the line and they play hard for him. So it's not just him being amazingly the most aggressive and yet most accurate quarterback in 20 in the 2021 season, which I've never seen before in my life. It's a combination of Brett Favre and Drew Brees. It's, it's bizarre, but that's what he was in 2021, but he puts it all on the line, body on the line, take a hit, get up and just be Joe cool. And I think that's part of the big thing. Why in the professional level that he has done so well and the locker room has gravitated so much toward him. In this Super Bowl, what do you think is going to be the difference in the game? Offensive line play. I think that is a huge factor. Joe Burrow took nine sacks a couple weeks ago, lived to tell about it. And the Bengals offensive line is a liability, specifically the right side of their offensive line. And so what are you going to do when Von Miller may line up over there and Aaron Donald may line up up the middle? That is going to be a huge factor. And also, the Rams' offensive line hasn't been too great in terms of giving up pressures this offseason. So I think that's going to be a big factor. Now, Matt, Matt Stafford does well against the blitz. So that's something where if he sees an extra guy coming, he can unload the football. But if they can kind of get a four-man rush on Stafford, I think this could be a tight game. So I think it's offensive line play on both sides of the football. Matt Stafford or Matthew Stafford. I remember when he was, you know, Matt Stafford. Now he's Matthew. But has has he re- rehabilitated himself? Because, I mean, you know, he had the Lions years and, you know, people were wondering if it was the Lions or if it was him. Now he's in the Super Bowl. It seems like it was a little bit more Lions than him. But has he rehabilitated himself? Because he was always the guy who, you know, everybody said he had talent and he needed more talent around him. And, you know, what might happen if he got the right talent around him? And now he's in the Super Bowl. But you know, for years, I won't say underachieved, but he just didn't seem to lift his team to to another level. I think he has to a degree. If he throws three picks and is the reason why they lose the Super Bowl, that's stained again. But I think his run through the playoffs this year uh, has helped. I don't think there's any question about that. And you saw in his good years, look, he had Calvin Johnson and that was basically about it. I mean, the Lions, their roster has never been a very good one. Uh, the Rams, even before him, look, they got to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff, and I would not put Goff in the same category as Stafford. And so I think that they're more viable on the offense with him. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, but I do think, though, that to totally redeem himself, the Super Bowl would wipe out everything that's ever happened before that. If he, if he struggles in the Super Bowl, I think – it's still a bit of a question, even though he played well. Now, if he plays well and they lose, I think his reputation is a good one moving forward. But if he plays well and wins, then it's gone. Star quarterback, I don't think anyone's going to question him uh, because you get that ring. You mentioned a story that you're working on, some analytics and things like that. But what can we look forward to from you in the next week or so? I mean, that's the big one. I'm looking for uh, looking into that. And uh, also I'm taking a look it, it, because the storyline with, with the Super Bowl is 
basically how the Rams went out and got all their big pieces to the puzzle uh, outside of the draft and the Bengals are, are more homegrown. And I'm taking a look back at basically every team that got to the Super Bowl uh, since 2000 to see how homegrown some of these teams are and how much they're not in terms of draft picks. And I think some of the results might actually surprise you. I think this game will actually surprise you. Uh, it might change the narrative a little bit, but uh, it, it's funny to see how uh, some teams are very homegrown and some teams uh, don't have that many included. And I think the number for the saints is going to surprise you there. So I'll have that next week. And then um, I, I do a lot with the offensive line versus the pass rush leading into the super bowl. Uh, I've done that all playoffs. I'll do that leading up to this game and, uh, the numbers are telling. I'll tell you that in that sense. So I, I, I look for all that uh, coming up in the next week and a half or so uh, over at The Athletic. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, y'all. Thank you so much to Larry Holder of The Athletic for joining John and I on the podcast today. It's fun to talk about the Super Bowl coming up as that's obviously the biggest game in the NFL. There are some football games this weekend. However, if you want to watch the senior bowl will be on at one 30 central that's Saturday on the NFL network. And then the pro bowl will be on Sunday and we'll have a couple saints players in that game. So it'll be fun to keep track of both of those events this weekend, John, anything that stood out to you this week or that you're looking forward to this weekend, it's continued to stay busy, especially when it comes to the saints. Yeah, um, just, um, you know, whatever trickles out about the, uh, the coaching interviews, because yeah. we know there are going to be three more candidates who will interview for the job. You know, it sounds like they picked uh, the first five uh, outstanding candidates. Um, the next two that we know of will be um, defensive coordinator, um, defensive coordinator Dennis Allen and special teams coordinator uh, Darren Rizzi. So, you know, a really pool of candidates to choose from um, in that initial pool being uh, Brian Flores, Doug Peterson and um, and the other name escapes me now. Aaron but, Glenn. Yeah, Aaron Glenn. Aaron Glenn, who was the secondary coach. Here. So, um, you know, good pool of candidates to choose from. Um, you know, whoever it is will, you know, as we discussed, inherit a, a team that's, you know, pretty well built. Mm -hmm. you know, there are holes, uh, but it's there are fewer holes to fill than with the other openings that were, you know, in the NFL this offseason. So, They'll, they'll, they'll step into a, a situation where a team is, is ready to win. Uh, I don't know if they're ready to win the Super Bowl, but, you know, with a strategic move here or there and a little bit of luck, uh, they can be, you know, in the tournament, as Coach Sean Payton used to say. And once you get in the playoffs, you know, all bets are off. You know, everybody's 0-0, and, and, you know, all you got to do is be hot for, for a streak. Can we keep calling it the tournament? I love that. Yeah, I mean, you know <laughs> – he said, you know, I always thought about the NCAA tournament, to be honest with you, but he, you know, he got it from Coach Parcells, and that's what Bill Parcells always called it, the tournament, and I guess from that standpoint, I guess it is kind of like the NCAA tournament because it's, you know, sudden death is, is you know, one and done, so uh -huh. I guess that's the proper name for it. Yeah. All right, yes, lots of stuff to keep track of this week. I know we're all anticipating who the next head coach of the New Orleans Saints will be. We will be here with you as all of that news unfolds. And before we end this podcast, we have to pay some bills here with Terminix locally owned for over 70 years. They have effective solutions that will help to eliminate pest problems throughout the year. Their custom treatments adapt to the season to address seasonal pest activity to protect your home and business all year long. They provide residential and commercial pest and termite control services for the South Shore, North Shore and River Parishes of Louisiana. Protect your home with Terminix.
John, thank you for joining me. And I appreciate everybody listening in for the New Orleans Saints podcast. I'm Erin Summers.